0: hello everyone and welcome back to speak on it i'm emily and i'm julia yep and <laughs> today we're getting to the second part of our episode on body image and diet so if you missed the first episode might like well go back give that a listen um hear us talk about experiences and broke down like what diet culture is if you're unfamiliar with the and we kind of just discussed like We hoped by sharing our stories that anyone else out there who has had a similar experience or just an experience with body image in general really felt heard and also felt like there are other people going through that. But this episode, you know, we're getting into the solutions. We're being problem solvers. We're addressing the issue. And we are hopefully going to give you something to walk away with to help you if you are going through a similar struggle.
1: Yes, sir. We're going to teach you. This is going to be like a TED talk on how to glow up. That's going to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Inside and out. That's what really matters. You know, they say beauty on the inside shines right through. Yeah. So
1: getting right to where we left off, how do we combat diet culture and love ourselves while not fitting in directly to what society
0: wants us to i don't know what that voice is
1: but it was (laughs) me clowning on society okay got it got it
0: i think we both agreed and touched on this but like what you surround yourself with is really important absolutely like for me
1: my i had a revelation When I unfollowed Instagrammers and, like, pages on, yeah, just, like, Instagram pages that made me feel bad about myself. Like, Alexis Wren, she's probably a great person, but she doesn't make me feel good about myself. Unfollow. Um, Who else? Any of the Kardashians. Any of the Kardashians. Sorry. Bye. I actually still follow Kylie because she has big hips like me, and that's okay. And we like her for that. I probably should unfollow her, though. Anyways, any of the Brandy Melville models. Girl, unfollow. Um, Who else? Like, any actresses or, like, if you're a guy, any, any like, bodybuilding men. There's no men that listen to this. Anyways, anyone that may... you look at their pictures and you say to yourself, oh, shoot, I hate myself. Because, no, you should not. And you should not be comparing yourself. So don't give any don't give the inner bad you anything to compare yourself to because that
0: just makes you feel sad exactly and as a replacement when you go through and you unfollow and you're like wow my feed's empty now i combined a couple of the instagrams of some really important body positive influencers that i like so first of all body Pause panda i mentioned her in the last episode she shares artwork she discusses mental health she's extremely helpful about holidays because I know for like me and several other people like you go in there with this constant duality of wanting to enjoy yourself and also being like oh my god holiday weight. like society has told me this is the worst thing that could ever happen so she is great for that she's also just I kind of feel like one of the most popular ones so if you're getting started she's a good introduction the second one I noted was saggy Sarah she's a little less active but some of her best posts is she basically because she has like she's a fit girl But she does these posts where she basically shows herself flexing and, like, posed versus non. And, like, she basically breaks down the tricks that Instagram influencers use to, like, give themselves a bit of a booty lift for pics. Or, like, what lighting they use to, like, take pictures of their abs. And she also talks about bloating and, like, how that relates. And I just think that is so important. Because once you realize, like, oh, everything I'm being fed to by some of those people you mentioned is like filtered and edited you're like oh my god there's something like of course I can't live up to this like it's an impossible standard that they aren't even reaching Mm -hmm. and then the other person I mentioned was Allison Kimmy she is plus size she's also like if you are looking like maybe your parents are like telling you to lose weight or they're kind of feeding into your negative self-image Allison Kimmy is the body positive mom that we might not all have but that we definitely all deserve because she is there to, like, she basically teaches her children, like, about body positivity and what it means to basically have fat versus be fat, and it's just, like, she is such a lovely little ball of sunshine, and then, finally, I suggested Guard Not Scared, because she takes popular memes or, like, text posts that goes around, and she shows how they, like, feed into diet culture, either subtly or overtly, and that was just really eye-opening for me because I was like, oh, my God, all this stuff that everyone like likes and retweets is part of this greater narrative.
1: Yeah. And then I also included one of my favorite videos on bikini body confidence for this hot girl summer in your backyard from Ava Jules. And I watched it. And honestly, it was one of the other turning points to me kind of digging myself out of this, like, quarantine exercise like, bad thing that's happening. Um, and it's really great. I suggest that you watch it. Another note that I have about how to, like, fight this whole evil thing that we're fighting is to try your best. I know it's really hard. Try your best to disconnect your happiness from, one, your physical appearance, and, two, from food. And, like, try to disconnect Yourself, you are not your body, you are not your relationship, you are not food. So what, what I mean by that, this is sounding kind of weird. Don't dictate your moods and how you feel about yourself on the value of your body. Like everyone's gonna be bloated sometimes. Everyone's gonna like be skinnier sometimes, and it's okay to fluctuate. Just know that you are worth more than what your body is, because what's most important is your mind, baby. That exactly. Thing, you gotta get your mind thick, not your booty. And second, oh boy. second of all, if food makes you happy, baby girl, you just eat that food. Like for me, it's ice cream. I cannot give up ice cream. I tried, I can't. So if ice cream is your comfort food, just eat it. Don't try to deny yourself that and find other ways to balance it out. Like if you are on a rest day, And you really want some ice cream, eat the ice cream. And then maybe you walk to the ice cream place and then walk back home, like instead of driving. Find ways to work it into your life without, you know, overdosing on ice cream. But, you know, don't cut your food down
0: if it makes you unhappy or more importantly, hungry. Just eat. exactly and I also think it's just kind of hard because what you're saying is so true like about disconnecting food and happiness but if you look at our society like food is so ingrained in that like I remember even in our book for like cli- or about climate change for feeding the future that book said this whole thing about like America's eating disorder and like our relationship with food and how we like use food when we're sad when we're happy like this is a giant part of this like American society and also I would say just like speaking from my experience I have younger siblings like when we're having like family time and they like are really excited to spend time with me they want to bake cookies like they want to make popcorn and like doing like me being like oh that has a lot of sugar like we're not going to do that like that would just be the worst possible thing I could ever say to them because you don't want to teach them that like oh food is bad or good it's like no it's not bad or good you just like it's nutritional value. Sometimes what you eat isn't doesn't have a lot of nutritional value, but it has sentimental or emotional value. And that is like just as important in some cases.
1: Yeah. What's also difficult is I know like for me and like one of the biggest struggles for me is that um food and eating and like going out to ice cream, going out for coffee, whatever, is social time at this point. Like because we're not in school and you know, going out to eat becomes social time so you can't just say like i'm not going to eat while i'm with you because like your whole activity is eating like yeah. what you're doing together is eating and it becomes difficult sometimes if people aren't if your friends are not on the same page as you like diet wise or whatever they might suggest like oh let's go to like i don't know in and out burger and this has happened to me actually my friends were like julia like let's get an in and out burger and i was like okay like you know let's do it because i want to spend time with them so i go and this is like mid diet and i got the protein style burger was it wrapped in lettuce it was wrapped in lettuce. i've gotten that one it is an absolute abomination but i ate it because i wanted to be with them and i wanted to be eating something because i don't want to just watch them eat yeah I, I regret every moment of that day but you know I think, I w- yeah. a protein style burger will never ever pass through my lips again
0: well I think the other problem too is that if you do that like say I don't know if you've done this but in a similar situation say you do get that protein burger it will often not leave you as full and then I'd later find myself being like okay well I only had that earlier so I'm gonna have like some snacks now and then just like keep snacking. Yeah. At the end of the day it's really a far less healthy choice than if you just eat the burger and are full.
1: Yeah but that that was kind of a tangent. My hatred of protein burgers aside you need to I think one of the biggest things that you can do to combat your own body insecurity is by working on your mind and working on detaching you like your soul your being your purpose from your body cuz i i feel like they're two different things really yeah they Would are
0: you... yeah go ahead sorry oh sorry i was just going to say they are but it's also like really hard to know yourself and your limits initially and how you're eating like is both part of you and not like it's a fine line
1: but I think it's just one of those things that you yourself kind of have to figure that out and you know try stuff and see like what what do you feel better while you're eating and how how does your body respond to dieting because it's like my body when my body retains fat pretty pretty quickly so if I you know eat more carbs on one day than I did the day before I'm going to be up quite a bit of weight like on the scale because my body just retains fat if you can you know eat carbs and still lose weight that's just how your body works and you just need to figure that out
0: for yourself you know yeah also like just monitor yourself so I don't know but when I definitely remember like looking back and being like okay, so when other people are doing, like, really restrictive diets, or they're like, oh, I'm doing keto, doing this, you know, there's 30 million different diets out there that someone seems to be talking about at some point, like, if it's good to know yourself enough to know, like, okay, just because that person is doing that does not mean I have to, because I know for me, where I to be, like, okay, I have to keep track of, like, and I think you touched on this, too, like, I have to keep track of, like, how much protein, how much carbs, that leads me to such a, like, downward spiral of like logging everything and then be like oh well if I don't eat this like I can cut that out like I can get even less calories and even like so for me I'm like you know what we're just gonna skip that page entirely for other people it really gives them a guide of what to eat and helps them so it's really like you got to work on that part that you were touching on of knowing yourself before you jump right into one of these trends that tend to pop up every now and then
1: I think the other that we need to stress too is if you're thinking to yourself, do I need to go on a diet? I think the question you should start with is like, when you look in the mirror, do you like what you see? If the answer is yes, then you do not need to. But still, if your answer is no, you need to figure out why and if there's anything that you can do in your mind first before going on a diet like going on a
0: diet should be the last resort definitely also just like I don't know kind of like check in with yourself and being like what is the intent of me doing this exercise am I doing it because I like to feel strong and this workout's going to give me like a good sweat or am I doing it because I think my body is awful and like need to do this like I remember like sophomore year or something I like lost a bunch of weight now looking back I'm like it's because it was lent and you weren't eating sugar and you also grew like two inches. But I remember being in swim practice and like, I can't do anything to save my life. But I was like, okay, like, I'm going to try my best. I'll like do this interval and like stay in this lane, even though I really shouldn't have been in that lane. Because I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, it will just help me lose weight. Like, no, at that point, your intent is no longer to be like working on your fitness. Your intent is to like, Get rid of some part of your body that is already fine. So, like, take a step back, reevaluate, and then figure out what works for you. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think at the end of the day, like, workout and like, workouts and like, dieting and this whole thing, like, should come from a place of love for your body and not hate of it. Like, for me, when I started doing my whole workout thing at the beginning of quarantine, I wanted to let go of the sadness that was physically manifesting itself in my weight. Like, I saw my weight as a reminder of, like, the sadness that I experienced and as, like, my personal way of getting, like, of lifting past that sadness was getting rid of the weight and, you know, getting back to who I felt that I was. So it came from, like, a love of myself to get free of that and not a hatred of how I looked.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You saying that just reminded me one other person who I'd really suggest is Samantha Joe on YouTube because she did Chloe Ting. She's a plus size girl. And she basically, she talks a lot about like her binge eating and her mental health. And she was like, it's only ever going to work for you if you do it out of a place of love. Because for her, her weight loss journey that she's currently on is not about like you like hating yourself. It's about like trying to be healthy and be like fit and be able to do things and live life. But it's, like, a very fine line between that and trying to, like, restrict yourself or hate yourself. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: So this brings us into how do you love yourself? Well, you know, baby, if I knew, I would already – it would be over. But we're all still finding it in our own ways. So, we're just going to give you our, like, best little tidbits of advice – um, mine is do stuff for yourself that like a f- you would do for a friend to hype them up after a breakup. Hmm. You know? So like, if, y- if you, like, if you, if your friend was going through a breakup and they were like, Oh, like no one's ever going to love me again. And-, and you were like, you know what, girl, we need to get you back out there. You need to get yourself back out there. If it's doing your makeup and going out to coffee by yourself and looking so cute, then that's what it is. If it's, you know, shaving your legs and just laying in your bed on your little slippery little sheets and rubbing your legs on your le- on your bed, you know, then that's what it is. You have to hype yourself up. So if you do something for yourself that makes you feel like that girl, then you are that girl
0: that is some very interesting advice and good advice especially you know the slippery sheets part that was mm-hmm. a crucial step to this the life journey. <laughs> I would say my main thing is like as you go through it you kind of like you're always learning about yourself and you're always learning like what's good for you but at the heart of it like you know what brings you joy you know your tendencies better than anyone else would ever be able to tell you even if you hired like It's, like, the same thing of, like, if you hire a dietitian or therapist, they're only going to be as effective as, like, you speaking your truth and, like, talking about yourself is. So, really, if you're trying to guide yourself through this journey, you have to kind of, like, check in with yourself and be, like, okay, even though I, like, might really be friends with this person, when they're talking about, like, how they can't eat carbs, like, it makes me obsessive and feel like I can't do that or, like, I'm, like, inferior because I'm not following that same diet. Like, you can give yourself the permission to walk away and like lay down boundaries whenever you want. Like you have that freedom. You have the freedom to like unfollow people. You have the freedom to like tell maybe a family member who's being a little like they're kind of talking down to you or they're talking down about themselves even be like, hey, don't do that. Like it's not kind to yourself and it's not kind to others to be spreading that. And it's also about like educating others as you educate yourself because the more you realize that you do this to yourself I feel like the more you realize that other people are also spreading that same like negative self image not even to others sometimes you'll just hear like I'm sure you've experienced this Julia where you're sitting in a room full of like girls especially that you don't really know a safe topic I've always noticed or safe in quotations is to jump right in and like hating yourself, be like, God, my legs look so fat in this. Oh, or be like, God. oh God. And it's like the yeah. worst thing ever, but it's like the immediate thing people go to when they don't know what to do. And like they've talked about the weather or whatever. Absolutely. No.
1: I like it's I noticed that I've had I've had like my humor used to be and like still kind of is, but like I'm working on it, used to be pretty self deprecating. Like my jokes for people would be like oh you know if I'm like a nice subtle five here I'm gonna be like a two in college or like that used to be my type of humor and that was a joke that I've told recently and I still think it's kind of funny but my new revised version is if I'm a seven here (laughs) if I'm a nice healthy seven here I'm gonna be a four in college but you know what it you really need for me part of my like whole healing process about like my own self-love was to correct myself when my mind went there and you know the little correction between like the numbers in the joke are like the joke still works but it shows that you value yourself a little bit more than like a five right like oh my god, where am I going with this? You need to correct your mind when you go there. Like, instead of looking at, like, when you're in a room full of girls and you immediately go, like, oh my god, my thighs are so fat. Like, I'm so ugly compared. You can instead go, like, oh my god, her hair is, like, so beautiful. Or, like, you know, if I, I want to try to do my hair like her hair because it looks so good on her, maybe it'll look good on me. Like, that type of thing instead of self-deprecating.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, like, you know, it's so important, but it also still never ceases to shock me, like, how ingrained this whole concept of, like, diet culture and negative self-talk is. Because I just always think of, like, that scene from Mean Girls where she's like, oh, my God, my cuticles suck. And I remember reading, like, Tina Fey's book, Bossy Pants, and she talks about, like, the moment when she realized there were so many more things that could be wrong with a woman's body than skinny or fat and like she means it in a joking way but basically what she means is when she was writing that scene she was like oh we've moved on from like basic categorizing people now we're like oh your knees look weird like it can get so nitpicky and if you're living like that like it's never gonna you can never win absolutely and there's I feel like a
1: whole contest between like girls in particular like that it's always there's a competition between girls in pretty much everything. And maybe we can even get into this in another episode, but I feel like looks are such a huge thing that like girls always compare like to each other. Like there's not enough room for both of us to be beautiful. Mm -hmm. And you, your mind immediately goes to like, Oh, like they're more, they're beautiful. And I'm not.
0: Yeah. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> no, sorry. I don't have anything.
0: Well, I was just going to say it's also like when you take a look at the reverse of that though. I don't know if you've ever been like at a dance or if you're doing something and a girl's like, oh my God, I love you. Like your necklace or like, oh my gosh, your shoes are great. You're like, your hair looks amazing. That sends you on like a journey of serotonin. You're like, I'm appreciated by my fellow sisters in <laughs> womanhood. Like, it's very much so sister like, approves, wow. Sister so approves exactly we're like we're banded like we're banded together so like if you just take that energy you would use to talk down to yourself and use it to like compliment others you'll be like everyone's favorite person
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and you just have to the other thing too is like if you project into the world that you are not happy with any aspect of the world or of yourself that like that there is it like people will notice that about you like if if you feel good about yourself it doesn't matter how how you look it just the fact that you know that you feel good will like it'll radiate and people will know
0: yeah I would definitely say I've seen that like with following more like plus size influencers I've always been like initially I think I was confused because I was like well if you're talking like stereotypical like American beauty standards you could argue that I am closer to like that unreachable standard than say like this plus-size woman who's doing like modeling but I'm like but they exert so much more confidence than like I ever could or like they're like rocking all these outfits and like swimsuits that I would never have the guts to and I was kind of like one day I'm like It doesn't even matter. Like the the size never like even came into play when it comes to your confidence. It's really just like as soon as you believe in yourself and think that you are like it, like you're doing it, you're turning it, then everyone else will too.
1: Yeah. And I think the one really important thing that I like kind of just realized while we've been talking about this is that the most important thing to remember is just because you are not something that you see as beautiful or as like society sees as beautiful that does not mean that what you have is not like there is room for both of you to be beautiful and equally so like there's not just a tiny little pot of beautiful that can only feed two and like there's three people in the room like there's enough it's like jesus oh boy when he multiplies the loaves there's enough beautiful for everyone there's enough beautiful bread for everyone
0: sure or if you're looking for a less religious analogy i just remember this one tumblr post that would always be like circulated with girls reposting it with like pictures of flowers or like heavily filtered sunsets and it was always like Whenever you compare yourself, just remember that, like, Christmas lights are beautiful, but so are dandelions. And, like, well, the sentiment might be outdated, you know? Yeah. If it works, it works. That works better than the beautiful loaf. <laughs> the beautiful loaf might really resonate with someone. You never know. Yeah, for all my fans of God out there. <laughs> They're going to, like, start popping up. You're
1: like, yeah. Also, weekly update. We had 20 listeners on our Gum Gambit episode. Thank you. That's
0: wonderful. We're famous. Yeah, basically. Not that it's gone to our head or anything, but like... It, but we're definitely famous. But totally. just because
1: we're famous doesn't mean that you can't be famous, because there's enough famous loaf for everyone. I
0: think we're more than proof that if you can, you know, anyone can be bored enough to do anything. That's really the lesson here. Just on a final note,
1: from from me, I want you to know that you are that girl and you're going to do big things and you're beautiful just the way you are, but, you know, just live your life and you're going to kill it.
0: Exactly. That's all you need to know. If you're, you know, down in the dumps, just replay that clip of Julia saying, just live your life and you are going to kill it. Mm-hmm paste
1: that smile on your face but i don't mean that in a way that's like condescending like when your mom says be happy and then you want to yell at her paste that smile on your face
0: and it's Mm -hmm. gonna be a great day it is gonna be a great day for you girl manifest it you know send it into the universe praise be
1: (laughs) is that from the handmaid's tale
0: (laughs) oh yeah i saw something that was like Someone was saying, instead of bless you, they were going to start saying, like, blessed be the fruit or something. And oh then, like, th- someone else, they said it, and someone else said, like, under his eye. And I was like, wow, dystopia arrived a little fast over here. Yeah. You
1: know, if Jess Day from New Girl can trap Nick Miller, actually, if Nick Miller can trap Jess, you can do anything. Exactly. And if you're not... Mar- okay, <laughs> again, I don't mean trap, like, physically... <laughs> I mean, drop like relationshiply.
0: And if you're more of a shit, <laughs> you're more of a Shits Creek fan. If Stevie can get up there and sing cabaret, you can do anything.
1: Praise, praise be under his eye. What? Oh, gosh,
0: <laughs> you've even seen Handmaid's Tale? Like genuine question? No. Great.
1: I guess this comes to the part of our episode where we just talk about whatever we want to.
0: I mean, it's a crucial part.
1: Yeah. After, after. A heavy two episodes. We just need some crack in this building. Again, not real crack. Don't We came me. here to deliver. Yeah, but okay. If, okay. I just love New Girl so much. I'm reading this article right now on 29 ways that New Girl is better than friends. And I agree with every single one of them. Oh my gosh. Tie in. I hate how they were like fat Monica- is like worthless oh no 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 i hate every moment of that i also don't really like the like fat schmidt thing actually it's like fine because it talks about how it like emotionally scarred him a little bit but anyways we get into that later i hate the fat monica (sighs) storyline
0: it's not a good one but in general i think like i was not i'm not a Friends hater i enjoyed friends i thought it was good But I think it's one of those where when you're enjoying it, there's just going to be moments where, like, that has aged. Oh, yeah. So badly. But I guess it's a good marker of how far we've come. I don't know. Take it as you will.
1: Here's a a new gig we can do. Sell me on
0: Schitt's Creek right now. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? So, basic premise. Rich family loses it all. Has to go slum it in some middle-of-nowhere town already you're looking for some great drama you're looking at people losing privilege it's a fun reality check kind of relevant right now you can imagine various celebrities you would like to put in this scenario there's lovable characters there is so much character growth and i would say something i've noticed in like the shows i've watched like i watched orange is the new black and while some of them do like develop as characters a lot of them end up making the same mistakes which while you could argue is like showing how our prison system has failed whatever another discussion there is character growth in Shit's Creek, which is hard to come by. And there's also love stories and there's just really lovable characters. And you will find yourself starting to talk like Moira Rose or starting to like say some weird expression that Alexis does and you will love yourself for it. Plus a little bit of Alexis is a bop that can last for ages. Britney Spears could never just throw <laughs> that out there. Okay. Speaking of bangers that will never die.
1: I am here to sell you. On Avatar The Last Airbender. Are you ready?
0: Okay. okay. It's this I'm story
1: ready. about a lovable monk. <laughs> and he.
0: I'm already lost. He,
1: he can bend air. And then he finds oh my gosh, he finds these two siblings. One of them can bend water. The other one can bend nothing. He has a boomerang though, and it's kind of cool. And there's this. Al- <laughs> There's the lovable fire prince that's so angry and has such a weird ponytail, but has the redemption arc of a century. So please watch it. It taught me how to love. It taught me about cultural nuance, and it's honestly so connected to what's happening today. Like, it's deeper than you would think. There's also a flying sky bison. How could you not love that? There's also, what else is there? There's female empowerment. There's confronting sexism. There's redemption arcs for days. There's betrayal. There's, oh my gosh, it's so good. You're going to love it. And how I tie this in is there is a song called Leaves from the Vine that I, a grown 19 year old, no, I'm 17.
0: You're 17. <laughs> <a grown laughs>
1: 17 year old, cried to now. And five years ago when I first watched it. And I probably will cry again in another five years.
0: I think your argument is good in connecting to, like, real-life issues. My one problem is now I'm hung up on the fact that you just fully forgot your age. (laughs) I'm
1: how old? I'm 17. 17.
0: Because we literally, okay, not just, but I believe in the previous episode, we discussed how we are the same age. And now, a mere, like, hour later, you're like, you know what? No, I've aged myself You know what? I don't
1: know. I think sometimes I feel like I'm 19. And sometimes I feel like I'm still, like, 12.
0: You know? I feel like, yeah. I think I was born to just not be a child. Like, I've always... I was supposed to be like 25 and they're like, well, we can't make that happen. But I think when I get to like 25, I'm really going to hit my stride. Over yeah. There. Like I feel sometimes I feel like really mature.
1: But then sometimes I feel like the exact same person I was like four years ago.
0: <laughs> it's a d- day yeah, by day like thing. All this, like
1: one day it was sophomore year and now we're here.
0: Yeah, that's a definite thing. I also just remembered I saw people used to always say like, "Oh, you're an old soul," and I saw this comedian who was like, "Yeah, when everyone calls you an old soul, they mean you're lame." And I was like, "Wow, I feel that's like facts. facts. I'm right I'm now. definitely an old soul." Yeah, it, I'm not going to apologize for it. It's just a fact. Speaking of old souls, sorry about what it. What decade
1: do you think you would fit the best in? Like, what is your decade that you think you would be in?
0: You know, I would say, like, freshman year, me was very into, like, the 50s, 60s era. But, you know, as you become a little more aware, I'm like, I don't think I would, like, be able to do that. I would say I read this book that was, like, I think it was called, like, Season of the Witch or something like that. That was about, like, 70s San Francisco and New York, and it basically bumped between the two. I would say that would be my time. Like, there's change going on. I could go in there and be like, listen, hippie people. I will help you with your legislative needs. And I think that really could have like popped off. You know, know?
1: I, I know I have my decade narrowed down to one time period and one time period alone, the summer of 69, baby. Oh yeah. We're, we're talking Woodstock. We're talking, what else are we talking? Woodstock, um, hippies, Forrest Gump. Um, what else? Or, you know, I actually like the 20s,
0: too. I do. I just feel like we're living them now, like recession, people throwing parties when they shouldn't be. Oh, my gosh.
1: Remember when in January we were like, we're going to party like it's 1920.
0: Whoa. Yeah. That took a dangerous That didn't age well. What I'm kind of mad about, though, is that we, like, entered 2020 and it immediately went south three years later it took him a decade to get to the great depression. And we took that like 10 years and combined it into three months. And I don't feel like I did enough like partying like Gatsby during that three month period to warrant the great depression that we were. That's
1: absolutely true. What like historical era would you be in? Like not decade, like era.
0: I am confused. Wait, you tell me and then I'll (laughs)
1: say.
0: Oh boy. (laughs) you had that ready you know
1: like they had senate they had togas and that's it
0: i think i would want to pull like uh what like the victorian era like i would very much want like not i'm not i don't think victorian is the right word i want like a pride and prejudice oh yeah Mm mm-hmm So, like, I just want to sit there and I want some guy to, like, ask my hand and me to be like, how dare you before marriage? Oh, absolutely.
1: No, in, like, I don't know. I think this ancient Rome theme was coming from the fact that I was watching a documentary about it. And, like, the main actor man was really attractive. So I was like, yes.
0: You're like, all right, sign me up. I don't care about the gladiators. I don't care about the disease. I will go. Honestly,
1: I feel like the gladiator thing would be kind of cool.
0: Like, I no. like. Okay, I know they like.
1: I actually, I take that. Kill I take other? that back because they like actually <laughs> hurt each other really bad, and I just like seeing yeah. the like action in the movies. I don't know.
0: I don't. I'm not good with like. Okay, it's really weird. I'll watch like true crime. You can tell me like, Law and Order. Spill some gross facts as John Mulaney once enlightened us about. But you know. I can, like, deal with that. I can deal with, like, crime scene descriptions. But I remember we watched, like, Swing Kids sophomore <gasps> year, and, like, the one kid punched the other, and he got, like, a bloody nose and stuff. And I felt, like, queasy. So I don't think I can do with, like, seeing violence. I can deal with the aftermath description, which is probably problematic. But I love Swing Kids.
1: I love Christian Bale in Swing Kids.
0: He was in yes, that movie. Yes, he
1: was! Are you kidding?
0: Of co- I don't think, I don't know what How I was doing. How do you doing. not remember? I don't know. I just remember thinking, I got so hung up on the fact that the ending was so stupid.
1: Oh, yeah, I kind of was.
0: I just think, spoiler alert, if you're going to watch Swing Kids, I just think the fact that they agreed to go to, like, a working camp because they couldn't stop doing this one type of dance. I was like, couldn't you do what people that try to put, like, unreleased music on Spotify do and be like, no, this isn't swing dancing, this is the Foxtrot, like, and just do it badly. Like, it's dancing. How? Oh my god, that's so funny. I've gotten, speaking of Christian
1: Bale, I've gotten really into, like, (laughs) 90s teen rom-coms recently, and I love, oh my gosh, what's the one with, um, ooh, it has, like, Heath Ledger in it, and he has, like, long hair. Ten Ten things. things that I is hate, my favorite. I want to speak right into it. 10 things
0: I hate
1: about you. Wow. What a Iconic.
0: film. This is a bit of a side note, but I kind of think I'm cat in really? that movie. I like, think about it. Give it a moment's pause. And then, I think like, we
1: talked about this before. I just got a deja vu.
0: Probably. But every time I watch that movie like when she's sitting there reading the bell jar and then another time when she like rips down the prom poster and then another time when she's like wow you're such a buzzkill i'm like i think this is So be- you would write poetry and cry in down. front of the class? I mean give me a real rough day and we'll see what happens. The closest
1: i've ever come was like losing myself what i was about to read my um what was it my fable.
0: Okay that was a <laughs> yeah fables Watch for yourself. the high school seniors what? I forgot about that until right oh, now. That the funniest thing ever. Oh my god.